0: All right, they, you like that? A 15 second intro. <laughs> Look at that! Perfect. Look at that! And no, it's a real song. I'm not pandering to <laughs> listeners that don't exist. Um, Only in your head. That, like I was saying off mic, I do a radio show in my head. Every, me and Scott do a radio show. I think through email through every email, week. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Where there's references, there's bits. articles. There's little bits. Um, some days it goes strong. There's nary a day where we don't. Do this radio show. It's Scott and Friends, <laughs> featuring Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> but what week is this? Six. Uh, sure. Week six. Um, season two. Season two. Could be a three-season podcast. It I think it will be. be. It, it, we're approaching a year, which is just mind-blowing. I know. Uh, oh, I'm getting there. Big news. Yesterday, me and Sarah bought a couch and loveseat. So. Say for this space? For this space.
1: How are you building it down here?
0: It's uh it's a recliner and the recliner's come apart. We did not know oh, that. Yeah. So we went to a furniture store in Rockland and we said, "Hey, we only have that space to come through." And they were like, "Yeah, recliners will fit." And we're like, "I that's like 30, it's really small." And then I go to the guy I was like, yeah it'll fit don't worry I'm like can you just show me and he took it all apart I'm like ah okay Mm, lucky you lucky us (laughs) lucky I think everybody it's a beautiful set cost a lot of money but that'll be uh, it's on order this
1: is the second couch saga we've had on this podcast
2: it is (laughs) season two what's your ETA on it
0: I had
2: to wait five weeks I think not bad they had like a brown
0: they had a gray and they had like a dark brown and Sarah was like "I I like the brown and I was like let's we're in no rush we got to get rid of that there's crap underneath we have like a day that you means a day bed there's a day bed i'm like there's no rush so um we went with the gray it's on order it cost 1600 bucks for both together which it's pretty cheap it's not bad it's better than bob stuff is crap i think we i think i learned that yeah it's not great i mean it gets the job done it gets the job done but like if you're gonna we had you can't get that bob stuff like some of it can be built but they still they would not bring it through there unless they knew it could fit T- if it comes apart or if it doesn't it doesn't really matter mm. so the studio is coming together it's going to be great Coach love seat next topic this week The Descendants <laughs> the movie filmage <laughs> yes okay and also available on Amazon Prime for a six nine, more days six more days oh my. Yeah. this is the second because with uh, Twin Peaks we ran into this as well yeah, yeah. So we picked the Descendants movie filmage. We also picked Green Day Kerplunk, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't know if we did that on purpose. As we did. Much. I did, did we? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's pop punk week. It is. I think that we were able to. It's kind of fun
1: preparation for this podcast. You know what?
0: When I when the uh, when Emily and Scott came over today, I was outside skateboarding. Why yep. not?
1: Listeners uh, may remember your skateboarding tale. Yeah, I got a skateboard. Of your Actually bought. You were trying to attract a neighborhood girl with Green Day.
0: That is true. I've tried to play the song J A R recorded off the radio on a boombox, and I was playing it while skateboarding and playing basketball outside my house, and it worked. And uh, <laughs> we <laughs> just now never, you married three kids, <laughs> uh, and she she literally came up to me and she said, "How do you have that song?" And I go, "I record it off the radio," and no that big deal. was that. And, nah, not a big deal. Just a little piracy. <laughs> Um, also, that reminds me, we should watch Some
2: Kind of Monster, the Metallica movie.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: The Big Picture just did a music docs podcast. Mm-hmm. Did they? And um, it was Sean Fennessy and uh, what's the other guy? Not Naaman. Damn it. Any, doesn't I, f- really I forget the whole Ring of Crew. Uh, whoever he was, he had Some Kind of Monster as number one. Wow. And I've never watched it. Oh, my God. I uh, mean, I've seen uh, clips uh, of it
0: on, like, vh1 i've heard all about it it's not available for free anywhere but i bet you could get a bootleg okay i bet you i could uh we'll talk about that off air but what we need to do going forward Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is we don't have to do it today but we need to say what we're doing the following week we have to say it in the beginning well
1: that takes planning on our part
0: I think we can pull it off. Okay, we could. Like once <laughs> August is over, but will we? we- I did we'll try.
1: try. I tried way back when to set some. It's fine. episodes, and then they just kept getting.
0: I think of today as sort of like pushed. today is like a rebirth of the direction of the podcast because little did I know is that some of our listeners don't have a pause button. <laughs> <laughs> they just <laughs> they just when the time when their time is done,
1: the episode's done,
0: and our time is done. They yep. move on to the next one. So, and you know what? I don't blame them. I do that with some podcasts. Definitely. So only so much time in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it doesn't like we should get get to the meat right off the beginning of the bone.
1: This is a new side of Pat that we're seeing tonight. I think we've tried to cajole him into this before and it has never worked. So we'll see.
0: Well, I like the, well, I mean, this week you hung out with a fair amount of the listeners. I did. Uh, which it's kind of funny (laughs) to say that but it was a very large thousand people very large stadium and I mean feedback is feedback when you do something and people listen this isn't like I said off air you're not scrolling through the radio and you hear what you like we don't get a lot of listeners based on the topic and for like Google and for Apple the topics are tagged I don't Mm -hmm. have to do that it it scans what the descriptions are and you know when we talk about Taylor Swift Lin Manuel Miranda, MCU, that stuff gets a lot more listens.
1: It gets traffic. It gets traffic. I don't it gets, think it gets more well. <laughs> many it gets listens. it gets
0: traffic that when they do the numbers for the the site that hosts it, like it does get noticed. Yeah. Uh, and those are three subjects that I hate talking about. <laughs> so why not? Hey, we're going to do Pop Punk Week. Sell Watch. out. Yeah, I'll sell out. That's, a, that's an interesting thing with... Get real big fish in here. Well, with tonight's two you know, artists, selling out is a kind of a major uh, thing. And boy, when you were a kid, what was worse than a band selling out?
2: It <laughs> Feel, feels like a really stupid thing in, in, in hindsight. In hindsight, well... I don't we'll think I
1: had any like perception of it, honestly. I didn't know. I wasn't I think that, I knew in, that in the know to understand when a band sold out when they mm-hmm. signed with a major label. That's more your arena, I'd
0: Well, say. for
2: all intents and purposes... All we wanted was for tree to sell out. I we, know. They couldn't get it
0: done. <laughs> I think in our... and My looking back is that I would not know a band until they sold out. True. Um, first time I ever heard Bad Religion was when they were on Atlantic. And they had already left Epitaph. And they put out two records and then went back. Maybe three or four. I don't know. Um, I never heard Green Day until they were on RCA. Um, and I never heard mxpx until they put out slowly going the way of the buffalo and that was their major label debut
1: so you heard these things and then you would go back and listen to the previous yes albums? absolutely and and you then would call
2: themselves right after that <laughs> did, did i really do that i think we both did well did I think you
1: notice the the label change from record to record or did you read about it and i then was like big
0: into that i knew all the record labels yeah when i was a substitute teacher Back in, oh my god! I, forgot I substitute about taught. This. We're talking 2003, 2004. This is real, by the way. <laughs> this is real. Um, <laughs> I would. I did a two week stint as like a computer teacher at the middle school that is right down the street where my girlfriend's daughter goes. So I, I was two weeks in, and I could see that the kids were like into music. So I said, "You name a band, I will tell you the record label. And if you stump me, we'll start over or whatever. You get a point." And I did that for hours. Because this was Rather like. Rather
1: than actually teaching them the computer lessons you were supposed to be doing.
0: I did a little bit of that. But, okay. like, you know, nothing made me feel. I, that's like my dream, is like music trivia that I invent. Like, <laughs> I hold all the cards. Like, it was three card Monty, and I knew every answer. <laughs> so, you know, that was a lot of fun. But I, I don't know. What was the first band that you ever remember listening to saying, hey, these guys kind
2: of sold out? I don't have a specific answer. Yeah, um, I remember it just always being a topic of conversation. But how annoying must were we oh, as in high must school? Have been insufferable. Well, do you want to like talk about Kerplunk and
0: Descendants, or do you want to play? We made a playlist. We but did. Can I play a song that's like just from the list that kind of just struck me? Yes. Right off the bat is a song that at the time I would have said this is kind of annoying. But seeing it on this list has brought back a little bit of nostalgia. Do you know what I'm going to play? I have no idea. Mm-mm. Now, I think that the majority of our listeners... Wait, wait for the chorus. The this is a great example of a song that... This was their major label album. I don't know anything about this band's history, but we never would have heard this unless they were on a major label. Right. This is like the quintessential pop punk song.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no.
0: I mean it's garbage. Uh, I'd say it's
1: like I mean if we want to get into semantics, pop slash emo slash power pop. There's
0: nothing cool about it.
1: No. It's fun.
0: It's fun. But you know what song I thought of when I heard this? Yeah. Was what? Flavor of the Week by American hi Five. Sure. You remember that song? Yeah. I
1: don't
2: Oh, we got it. I mean play. I might if
1: I hear it, but I don't know it by the name.
2: So when I was I was looking over the long list of pop punk bands on Wikipedia and it does encompass it's such a fluid yeah. kind of genre where it ska's in there.
1: Yeah, I, I held off on Goldfinger because I was too. like, that's too ska. I oh think. my god! But you know,
2: but that uh, the emo no doubt, stuff's in same there. Same
1: thing. It's like borderline. But then yeah. there's all
2: the emo bands, right. Fall
0: Out Boy, and all. Yeah, right. I would call that Fall Out Boy stuff. Take this to your grave is pop punk. But I think for today is that we will doing ourselves a great favor if we're able to all right we're gonna do like we can do the different waves of pop punk, or we can do (laughs) ska week or something like that because on my amazon there were some music documentaries that i was there was a ska one it was crazy
2: so yeah there's a whole bunch on there most of them they're all worth a watch I'm so
1: glad we watched this I never would have And it would have disappeared And I never even
0: I have a lot of thoughts About this movie Yeah okay we'll get to Um, it I guess Let me play Flavor of the Week By American Hi-Fi
1: Okay
3: She paints her nails And she don't know got her best friend on the phone she'll wash her hair his dirty clothes are all he gives to her and he's got posters on the wall
2: of all the girls here. emily what was your smirk
0: for posters on the wall no it's, These song, songs
1: are catchy. But they're not they're,
0: good. They're not good. They're, and they're not so
1: good. whiny.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, I, th- I so, think that's a big part of <laughs> pop punk. This band was the brainchild of the drummer from Letters to Cleo oh, and Veruca okay. Salt. So this is like a Boston band. Okay. And I'll play one more track that I threw on the pop punk playlist.
1: Did Just, you put the Sum 41 song on there? I don't see it on my... Uh,
0: I didn't put any sum. That was SR seventy. SR seventy one.
1: Oh, that, I thought was that was flash forty one. No, that
0: was Flash in the Pan. SR seventy one. I saw that and That's I was like, "That's not
1: on here either, though." On my side,
0: I put it on there.
1: There's right now by SR seventy one.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: Oh. What
0: okay. did we say it was called? You just named something different.
1: Flash in the Pan. You said.
0: <laughs> no, well, I was saying that they were like a one hit wonder. Got it. Got it. Got it. Band. Okay. Um. Were you a Letters to Cleo fan?
1: Not particularly. Not that it I didn't like them, I just didn't know them.
0: Little I don't too think I young. knew about
1: them until the movie 10 things I hate about okay, you. Okay, great yeah.
0: movie. Yeah. Do you know what that movie's based on?
1: Shakespeare. What? Taming the shrew.
0: Taming of the shrew, 10 things I hate about you. Isn't that funny? That's why they named it that. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Taming of the shrew, That's 10 five. things I hate about. Well, they got the title from that. <laughs> okay. A little bit of trivia. <laughs> Uh, this is Here and Now by Letters to Cleo.
1: See, I don't hear this in things pop-punk. I think, like, alternative indie or something. But again, genres are so
0: fluid Bazeer.
1: bizarre how to to. bazaar like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> they really hold a lot in each yeah. one. <laughs> I'll find a better way to support why your is it the argument? days
1: I don't drink I slur <laughs> more than the others I um, just get
0: generally nervous being yeah, on mic I don't know
1: maybe well, that's what it is what, I'm nervous here's when I don't a,
0: drink here's a question that I don't think Scott can really chime in on as much as maybe you mm-hmm. what's Brazeers? the difference what's, how? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between power pop and punk pop or pop punk
1: power pop it's more like guitar Like Heavy riffs right There's like I don't really know Different from punk Yeah I don't know Because power pop Like people call Elvis Costello pop I was pop. gonna
0: say That was my go to But I would also call that Pub rock Yeah Like Billy Bragg yeah, yeah Is pub rock Which is I understood When I heard that term I kind of thought of it More as like Basically bar bands in England would be pub rock. Yeah. But like Billy Bragg's a brilliant songwriter. I mean
1: You hear the word power, you think of something different than Elvis Costello and Billy Bragg. You think of like Metallica or like a hard band.
0: Yeah, Power Violence. Yeah. What <laughs> also when I hear when I hear Power Pop, I think of one song. What's that? Surrender by Cheap Trick.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a great song.
0: Great song, but that almost went on my list as a pop punk song. Punk no. pop. I don't
1: know. It's not punk, is it? Yeah. We don't know. I mean, is
2: SR seventy one punk? It's definitely emo punk. Only in yeah, in the poppy emoist.
0: Yeah. That was I call that six ninety nine at Best Buy. You go to Best Buy, that (laughs) record's six ninety (laughs) nine when the day it comes out.
1: See, I put the Ramones on this list because I feel like they embody exactly what punk pop is. Where you're like blending the pop melodies and harmonies with that punk sound.
0: I think that... In the doc, people
1: one, said the Descendants were the first. I,
0: I would agree with that after watching it. Yeah. Um, they didn't talk about the Ramones very much in that Barely. doc. Barely. I think they
1: got one mention.
0: I was kind of surprised. But, hey, okay, the Ramones were influenced by, like, the Beach Boys.
1: Right. So were the Descendants.
2: Yeah. But also, Bill Stevenson played in Black Flag. I did not <laughs> know that. I, I didn't either. I had no idea. Just uh, took a little uh, quick sojourn over to Black Flag But he was in years. Black Flag before he was in The Descendants No no, They put out the first record yeah, they and put then he off, went over there oh, Milo okay. goes to
1: college and then Milo went to college And he went <laughs> to Black Flag
2: um,
0: Do you want to talk about Filmage? Get right into it? Yeah, do you want Filmage, the story of The Descendants Slash all mm-hmm. 2013 independent documentary About the band The Descendants and all I have a few questions for you guys And then I'll
2: tell you what I think Okay how familiar re- were you with The Descendants? I really had only heard them on like Punkarama's. Full stop. Agree. Uh, coffee mug. Mm-hmm. It's a classic on uh, Punkarama Volume Two, I believe.
0: Now, do you have a distinct memory of seeing the cover for
2: All Mass Nerd?er I do like a I compilation so. or something. I don't think I, do. I had yeah. really ever recognized All as being like a band. I know they were definitely on some of those compilations, but I didn't... I'd never... Descendants, I know of. Yeah. I I knew the Descendants. I knew the music. Mm -hmm. But
0: what about you?
1: I knew I'm the one... I knew like a handful of songs. I had never listened to... Yeah, exactly. I'd never listened to an album in full. I knew the artwork. I knew they were iconic. Mm -hmm. I had no idea they went through all the band member changes that they did.
0: But also... Not so many band member changes. Street runs with the same
2: people for a while.
1: Well, it's like all their friends that they just pulled in to fill yeah. in, and then some stayed, some left, some came back.
2: Some were just out on the street, homeless, and yeah. they pulled them in to sing.
0: <laughs> now he's a barback. <laughs> yeah. That um, was sad. So, so basically, the documentary is about the band The Descendants, it focuses on Bill Stevenson in the beginning, mm-hmm. the drummer. He's the drummer. Um, and immediately the writer of almost I, I, everything. See, did not know that. I know the name Bill Stevenson because of The Blasting Room. He's recorded propagandi and he's just has a huge resume of, like...
1: The Blasting Room is his production studio. Yeah, in
0: the Colorado. not what we're calling the new studio. Yeah, The Blasting Room. <laughs> we call it The Busting Room. Oh, God. Check sure. the walls. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> maybe we'll take that out. I don't know. <laughs> but immediately... Um, I was watching this documentary, and I'm I'm drawn to Bill Stevenson. Yeah. He's founding member, drummer, great face, hell of a face.
1: We it's, do love to talk about a face. It is a good face. It's a yeah. great
0: face, yeah. always smiling. Friendly face. Friendly face. Uh, they were in what part of California? I don't really remember. Hermosa? Hermosa Beach. Yeah. So he's drumming. They kind of tell his story in a weird way where it gets super serious near the end, mm-hmm. but... Kind of a tough family background, blue collar, whatever. And you think the Descendants, you're thinking that logo.
1: You're thinking that Milo.
0: Milo. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. I think that he played a pretty minor role in the band.
1: Well, I think a lot of songwriting, it was collaborative.
0: Yeah, but then again, I mean, to maintain that much consistency and quality. Yeah. And I I went through a lot of all records. I have my thoughts on what like I think of the band. Before
1: this podcast you yeah, did or before? I, I listened okay. to a lot.
0: I had never heard all until six months ago.
1: No, but I do remember that Mass Nerder. Yeah, because it I was think a my punk brother had that yeah, the punkorama with that guy with the squiggly eyeballs.
0: Yeah. It was such a weird my biggest thing while watching this was like, why did I never listen to them? I know. I
2: was yeah. so pissed off at myself. I
1: was really sad for my seventeen year old self. I know.
2: But- they they had a moment like twenty twenty five minutes in when they were just talking about everybody that's been influenced by the descendants and all. And then it was all the bands that I did listen to. And it was Pennywise, Green yeah. Day, Offspring. And, and I thought, MXPX. I, I would not have remembered this unless you brought it up, but I wanted to write down, but
0: uh, his name is Jim Lindberg from Pennywise, a lead singer. Yeah. He was like, he lumped himself into a lot of successful bands, <laughs> Buddy, you were never that successful. <laughs> I love, I loved Pennywise as a kid, but he was like, yeah, you know, we were, pretty much blowing up and it was like offspring that's a million dollar a uh, million sales yeah dookie and then they show unknown road <laughs> hey we yeah. love unknown road but that Don't was get a few hundred wrong. thousand i know it never went platinum <laughs> but uh
1: pennywise never got mainstream airplane the alien was they? a
2: pretty big song around here that was about it that was oh, about yeah. okay um, and, they were just kind of always anything that did have punk in it had pennywise on it yeah so i've told my top skater story before the video game at the charlie horse i don't
1: think so not um, on the no, podcast no Tell
2: it. um there wasn't we were probably 13 14 years old and this is when our good friend chris rogers
1: oh you might have told this yeah
2: it's had, Okay. had uh unlimited tokens to play video games at the Charlie horse and there was a skateboarding game called top skater and it was it was a fun fun as hell game but the whole soundtrack was pennywise and unedited pennywise at that so that was the first time i ever heard perfect people and all the other stuff that was on mm-hmm. uh, about time Thirteen, fourteen
1: 13 14 years old you said
2: maybe yeah about okay. then I, I, I couldn't was, drive yet i was getting
0: unknown road and about time mixed up they were both pretty similar but then they did okay. Under Road's the black one, right, with Brohim tribute.
2: No, that's, um, Full Circle. It's crazy because like I never listened to Full Circle. Unknown Road is the purple one that they showed. That's okay. their first one. What's one with a time bomb on it? That's about time. Okay, now well, that makes sense. But yeah, I so but yeah. But those were all the bands that I listened to. I maybe uh, we just missed Descendants by two years. But I they were a,
1: making albums. Yeah, right through two thousand. I 2000. have a. I I
2: mean, have a hundred,
0: I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go. I have a theory as why I never listened to them. Okay. They weren't cool.
1: Cool in what way? Like, they were they just, too old?
0: They were too old. At that uh, point. Because they everything were
1: 15 ab- when they started.
0: I know, but that... So, like, everything about them should have appealed to me and I should have been really into them. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, I think that I knew that they were from 1979 and I knew that the lead singer was like a nerd. And I projected a lot with the music I listened to is that, you know, looking back, Green Day, I guess they were cool. But they were like kind of nerdy. But like I thought Billy Joe was the coolest ever. Milo Ackerman is not cool.
1: But that's what makes him cool.
0: It looking Maybe not back at the time at it, when you're but but young you didn't know teen. Milo back then either, yeah. did you? I knew like, the did logo. Know, did you know that was based on his face? Nope, no idea. I mean, yeah. I knew it within the last ten years, but
1: I think I confused it with Dilbert, the comic strip,
0: probably, and Dilbert is not cool. <laughs> it's not. But but problematic, yeah, definitely. Um, the first song that Bill Stevenson ever wrote. He found a bass guitar in the trash with a <laughs> neck sticking out. I rewatched it today, right before I, you guys came I over. I watched
1: half of it for a second round. Um,
0: also, naming your songs like My Age and "Bikeage" that should have really appealed to me as well, because I used to say <laughs> shit like that. Uh, this is the first song that I I think he wrote, My Age. So, if we're led to believe, from based on the doc, is that he wrote that bass line and yeah. played it so good? It's really good. I mean, ah, I'm just so mad that I didn't really listen to this when I was a kid. And I say that every week when we do an artist, like in, in retrospect. Yeah. This one, I f- I feel really bad about. Me
1: too. I honestly it, do.
0: It was just right there. It was right It was at right there. And it's there. so Man. good
1: compared to some of the garbage that I was listening to. I know. In the punk arena.
0: I mean, we were listening to SR71, some 41.
1: Blink 182.
0: 88 Fingers Louie. Blink 182, I. They. I mean, Mark Hoppus came off pretty good in that doc.
1: Yeah, they're a fine band, but there's a lot of bad Blink 182 Cello D type songs.
0: Sure. Sure, but. Whereas these
1: guys just stayed true to their sound. Like, yes, the sound slightly evolved, but they oh, never God. like left there. And the really cool thing that I thought among many about Bill Stevenson is that he was the drummer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He wrote a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. He never wanted the fame or the glory or the spotlight. He, he had, was perfectly he happy had to let Milo like take over as the frontman. Come and, and go as he pleases. Yeah, and they're I still that best friends. It's so heartwarming. <laughs>
2: so for people that haven't seen it milo was a singer Mm -hmm. and he did the first album called milo goes to college yeah and then he just went to college and he just left the band Mm -hmm. after touring for like a year and they and then a few years later he came back and then they did it again and yep people only liked the band when milo was in it but milo didn't really he didn't want to be in it all the time he liked doing science things that song i quit yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It
1: was
3: in a
2: weird, geeky way. Do we know what kind of scientist he is? I they thought it was just biology,
1: biochemist or something. Yeah,
2: they just kept kind of saying science things. Yeah, like it's just yeah. all well, encompassing. So they're talking about getting your doctorate, and Milo seems
0: like a very—he seems like a good dude. Yeah,
2: he but does. then they interview
0: Greg Graffin from Bad Religion with his bad hair dye, <laughs> and he's saying like, "Yeah, like you go out in the real world and like you pursue these things, but like you know, punk rock it always." harkens back to that and i'm like yeah well guess what that your little soundbite is fine but like milo said it best in that song i quit like (laughs) that was so much cooler it was yeah and bad religion strikes me as a more libertarian type group
1: i know nothing about bad religion
0: they just seem like they have their intentions are like on the surface okay but like they're more about like hey you know
2: Keep the, keep the machine going.
0: Yeah, keep the... Like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. When, in reality, well, what I feel is, like, you should help everybody. Not, you know, keep your side of the street clean. It's like, no, you help your neighbor clean yeah. their side of the street. But, you know, the kid from Rise Against, I thought, was really cool. Tim... McGillis? McGill, yeah, Something M- like that. McGrath, but spelled weird. I thought oh. he was a super fan. Yeah. What do you think of David Grohl?
1: This was tough for me because I like... Nirvana, obviously. Mm-hmm. I like the Foo Fighters. They're fine. But Dave Grohl, he's just too famous now to be doing these kind of docs. I think he does lend a sort of credibility to people who, like me who don't know a lot of Lagwagon and MXPX. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Fat Mike. I don't like Fat Mike. So I'm, I don't want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> but at the same time, Dave Grohl feels a little too big to be talking about this
2: in I, a way. I agree with you. That's definitely how it felt. Yeah. But like you said... It's right. definitely there for credit. of Dave Grohl, and I think they also obviously did mean a lot to Dave Grohl. Yeah. So it and wasn't. He does like he, have
1: that unique perspective of being in a really big band and then mm, forming another band. So the Descendants and all. Yeah, that was line. definitely
0: a yeah. very good tie-in. Yeah. He was also in a band called Scream, which was like the darlings of the DC hardcore scene before he was in Nirvana. So like, it's not. I think that he meant well the, i think the yeah. movie was crowdfunded before it ever officially came out so i'm sure that helped but i felt like he was reading off like cue cards of what it of what the descendants yeah it just
1: felt too staged a, a little, little bit.
0: staged and hey to me that lends credibility like you yeah. said like yeah. i you know i just don't i'd much rather hear the dude from lagwagon talking about him because it looks like dave grohl's in a beautiful studio he's Got all the time in the world. That He's dude from Black Wagon was in between shows. Like, they interviewed the guy from Red Cross. He was outside the club he probably just played at. Yeah. And I think the Descendants mean a lot more to that guy. So, maybe. I mean, it's tough
1: to say. They definitely mean a lot to Dave Grohl, too.
0: But. Well, guess what? If they do, show it in the music, because <laughs> your latest stuff stinks.
1: <laughs> did you listen to any of the new disco album?
0: No, I, I heard did? a little bit. I okay. don't care for it. But... Okay. The last... Foo Fighters album I think it was 29 minutes come on man you need more absolutely <laughs> now so god I, I feel I hope people that actually aren't like experts experts on Descendants and all I hope they don't like call us out because you know I knew the band all like you said the Mass Nerder cover yeah. Punkaramas probably looking in like magazines to see like CDs to order I've seen the cover but the band All is like the sister brother group of the Descendants, just without Milo. Milo. Yeah. And
1: right at that point, they had kind of they had a guitarist and a bassist who were with them for the long haul, mm-hmm. Carl and Stefan.
0: Stefan or Stefan, yeah. Stefan, yeah. But wasn't it crazy that okay, they're like making great music, and then these members are like amicably rotating in and out of the band. I loved
1: that. I There's thought no it was Ill crazy. Will amongst Anybody? Yeah.
0: Nobody's. Doing drugs. Nobody's dying. Yeah. They're just...
1: Drinking which, a lot of coffee.
0: Drinking a lot of... I mean, it just shows <laughs> you that, like, uh, Bill Stevenson's,
2: like, the brainchild of the group.
1: And just, like, the glue. Yeah. Of all, all these people coming together. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: you say that, you know, they come and go amicably, but they also said he's a huge pain in the ass to work for because he's a perfectionist. Right. But he demands you get it right. But guess what? He got the best out of them. He did, and that's why I think they don't hold it against him 10 15 20 years later right at the time there was that one singer who was only on the one album yeah is that scott reynolds
1: no um dave
2: Smalley from dag nasty yeah Yeah. and he was just like this is fucking awful (laughs) he was gone in a year he wanted nothing to do with it so let's play a milo track
0: from the descendants (sighs) okay what do you think we should play i love the song hope
1: i love that song too i put it on the playlist i think
0: Uh, It is on there. You did add it. Let's play a little bit of that, okay?
2: Obviously, the first time I'd ever heard this was on 40 Ounces to Freedom by Sublime. Yeah, I mean, just a blind
0: spot. Yeah, I agree. The Patrick of today, he goes back. When he has a a cover, he says, we're going to figure out where that came from. Didn't do it with this song. I don't know why.
1: Did you know it was a cover?
0: I did, but I didn't really... I, I probably I, saw it was The Descendants, and I'm like, I, ah, I don't really care. They're old, they're old yeah, guys. I didn't know
2: for a long time. I yeah. didn't realize most of that album is covers. I know. Scarlet Pagonias, is that on there? Uh, we're Only Gonna Die for our Hour and I know.
0: That's... Jesus. You're right. But that's a Milo song.
1: Yep. I thought it was interesting how... So Milo was the lead singer, obviously. And then when All was touring, they had a rotating group of singers. Yep. But one of the guys made the point that Milo got good at singing. He didn't start out great. Mm-hmm. He got great. But the other guys were just naturally, naturally gifted singers. And you can hear it in Milo's voice from the early records mm-hmm. to the later records, how it changed.
0: So to me, that listening to the descendant stuff is that when, when they became all, or they did the all thing, it's like some of those songs are just, they're like rock songs. Yeah. I, I'll play...
1: I don't know how they didn't get... More famous.
2: I just think that I don't know. It seems like there was an anti descend, or not anti Anti descendants, but anti all because of the Descendants Association. Yeah. And people just wrote it off and it wasn't the same and they just, no one gave it a chance. Dave
1: Grohl made a good point that if Milo Goes to College came out in 1999, Mm -hmm. it would have been a mega album. And I think he's right. Ninety-seven.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. I kind of
1: came out in eighty-two.
0: I feel That's bad. So
1: crazy. It's older
0: than us. <laughs> yeah. So this is, God. I. There's so many all releases. Is that I kind of did it by my favorite track by each singer. Mm-hmm. So do you think we've kind of talked about? Uh, it's This documentary has so
2: much in it But it's such an easy watch
0: It's so good
2: It's Well it's So they How many all records are there? 10, 11?
0: God at and least And then
2: like 6, 7 Descendants yeah, records Yeah they just put out
0: a, Descendants put out a record
2: Two weeks ago But this documentary covers 20 records And they In 90 minutes And, and
0: all the
1: Black Flag stuff
2: Yeah it's crazy I mean I kind of broke down All as
0: the, So the Descendants are Milo And their songs Are all great We won't review each record Whatever But mm-hmm. But all you get three lead singers, right? So like I picked my favorite song from each lead singer. Okay. So this is just perfect. This is Dave Smalley. Now, this song is just incredible. That you went from Milo and that style of music to to all. Um, it it blew my mind. Let's hear it.
3: won't be real. That's-
0: So, that's Dave Smalley, the first singer for all. And killer voice. Great song. 1988.
1: We 1988. Just 1988. Yeah. Can
0: you believe it? Yes. It sounds like a very sounds 1988 very song. But I think it also has like a, a, ta- a timeless quality to it yeah. as well. The voice is very, you know, you could kind of take that voice and it could be Motley Crue. It could yep. be something like that.
1: The replacements, like you yeah, said. Yeah, I, I think offering. it's only
0: replacements. But 88, the replacements hadn't even hit their stride yet. <laughs> so it's like, God, I'd love to know if Paul Westerberg ever heard All. I yeah. doubt it. We'll, maybe we'll get him on next week. <laughs> <laughs> but when the when the documentary segues into All, I feel like it kind of came off the rails a little bit. But once you realized that Carl Alvarez, uh, Stefan Egerton, and Bill Stevenson's were still like the brainchild of the band, I was like they're just doing what they want.
1: Yeah, and it worked.
2: It did. They and made did. no money. Yeah, but they were super poor forever. Yeah.
1: It's, it's crazy. crazy they were like
2: they moved to Missouri and then to Colorado for cost of living expenses. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, they had a good point that they were never home anyway. Yeah. They were touring, so trying to maintain some sort of residence in LA was impossible. So why not just live in the middle of the country where it's cheap and just tour from there?
2: Yeah. On um, the weird, misguided notion that it's closer to everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and as the documentary moves forward,
0: you. another thing, too, that kind of struck me was that this is pop punk. To me, it's kind of a disposable form of music. I, I don't believe that, but I kind of think that, like, right off the bat.
1: Yeah, but like, you feel you learn- a little weird about listening yeah. to it.
0: but then you realize... To
1: use your favorite word, um... Unironically,
0: yeah. Like to listen to it unironically is it's tough. But these guys were like listening to their peers describe how awesome Stefan and Carl were, at, Carl with the bass. Yeah, it was like awe-inspiring because like they were. You realize, like, oh, they they were inventing a genre. Yeah. Now, I came up with this question today. I walked uh, to Roach Brothers, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of time in my hands. What is a genre of music that is not that everybody probably likes? Pop. Pop punk? Just pop. I was thinking pop punk would be something that like you'd be hard-pressed to find someone say a bad word about it.
1: I think there's definitely a song, a pop punk song that people would that yeah. would like. The
2: genre itself features a lot of singers that aren't great. Yeah. Yeah. People get turned off by a lot of nasally punk <clears throat> high pitched White boy voices. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys on a time crunch tonight?
1: Not necessarily. It okay. It is a Sunday night. It's a work night, but.
0: Okay. It's, we're, it's almost eight. We're ha- at 40 happy, minutes. Happy August. Yeah, August I know. 1st. August 1st. We made it. Do you want to take a break? Not an actual break, but do you want to, because the movie takes a dramatic turn. Yeah. I still want to talk about Scott and Chad as the singers of all. Okay. I have a few of my favorite tracks, but. Maybe we should move into our favorite pop punk songs. Do you want to like take a legit break? Sure. And regroup. Sure. All right. Um, we will play. I'll play a song that Emily picked on the playlist, and this kind of surprised me. But going into break, this is "Nose Over Tail" by the Alkaline Trio. ever this was the track that i played recorded on the boombox to try to attract the females outside my summer house and it worked
2: how could it not such (laughs) a great
0: tune a year ago no this was pre-covid but you were still outside on the boombox. i was i was regular john cusack i love him i know you do i we were at uh the riv for Mm -hmm. singo did i tell you this no and they played the song for bonus points, they asked what movie it's from. Angus. I got it right. I got everything. I saw it. That's how I
1: first heard this song.
0: Absolutely. I never seen the movie. You haven't? No, I haven't.
1: It's a great little teen movie.
2: I do not know it.
1: Angus Bethune.
2: <laughs>
1: um, that was actually something I wanted to mention was that, Scott, you won't connect with this at all because you famously do not notice music in movies. <laughs> but this was how I learned a lot of songs was from movie soundtracks. So, Angus... Had Mazzy Star Yep. Had this Fade song. Into you. Um, another song I put on this playlist I had heard on the Biodome soundtrack.
0: What track was <laughs> that?
1: Dancehall Crashers Don't Want to Behave.
0: Do you want to play a little of that?
1: Sure.
2: Biodome.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Can you
2: I don't think like a- I've heard this song It's fun It's very fun I've
0: heard the band But I've never heard this song before uh,
1: uh, Yeah, Biodome soundtrack Empire Records soundtrack 10 Things I Hate About You sound- Like all these sure. songs Or movies from my youth It's how I learned about a lot of music
0: See, you can listen to this genre And you can go back through your history And not be ashamed Yeah I can't go through rap rock And be like <laughs> Oh my god like Wasn't this track great? And it's like nooky? Like no No <laughs> Hey, let's listen to Spam by Head PE. Yeah, or I mean, no, you're not doing that. I, I think that was the point I was trying to make earlier with like people would say that like pop punk is kind of an agreeable genre. Is that I'm not going to be like, oh, remember like Blind by Corn? It's like fucking this song is disgusting. <laughs> like it's painful. Like maybe Freak on a Leash, no. I might.
1: <laughs> maybe not.
0: I, I don't I mean we. I said I wasn't going to talk about, but like Lollapalooza this weekend, it's all everyone was talking about was how much coronavirus is being spread and limp biscuit. Now, yeah,
1: some of my friends who I was hanging out with today thought you were there.
0: No, I said nope. no. Did <laughs> you tell them that I was going to go to Pitchfork Fest and I canceled?
1: Yeah, well, they heard it on the podcast. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, at least you're not at Lollapalooza. I wouldn't want to be there right now at Lollapalooza and have people think that like I had such like a cavalier disregard. For the coronavirus, right like I'm vaccinated i take I mean
1: that's why you canceled your pitch for it absolutely trip, yeah, I you are. only
0: got the Johnson, I know I got the <laughs> shitty one, um but you know i, I don't want to contribute to anything, and I bought it two months ago when I thought that things were you know i I guess I knew that things could get worse, but right. it was kind of like an afterthought, and now it's are you
2: comfortable for our John Milani show in two weeks? I think so, right. wow, I think that's two weeks, yeah, about yeah.
1: Um, To get back to your point about punk pop being something that...
2: Is is it punk pop or pop punk? It's both. Okay. It's not punk pop.
1: (laughs) Pop punk. Um, See, you made me lose my train of thought.
0: Sorry.
1: Oh, so I do think that a lot of it, though, you would never pick up as a 38-year-old man and listen to it.
3: No.
0: It's
1: all Mm nostalgia-based. I think, though, the Descendants can sort of jump over that hurdle, and you can listen to them now for the first time and say, like, yeah, I would listen to this again. I don't need to have listened to it when I was 17 like I do with Alkaline Trio. You know.
2: Yeah. Um maybe. I don't know if that's true. Just because the lyrics they as they talked about often were written by 16-year-old boys and or and
1: 35-year-old men depending on which album you're listening to.
2: True eventually.
0: <laughs> Let's play on the one. Okay. Because that is a song from 96, yeah, which was like their second wave and I'm sure they were in their 30s when they wrote this.
1: Yeah. 32 maybe?
0: Like the song because the chorus is the very beginning. Like, yeah. The best the part title. is the chorus. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that God, I knew this song, but like I didn't know
2: everything sucks. I was not familiar with that album. I knew the name just because it's one of those album names that sticks with you, but I definitely never listened to it. Yeah, it didn't really appeal to me.
1: No, I don't know how I had heard the song, but I've known it for a very long time, but I never listened to the entire album.
2: My
0: ex melissa like the descendants did she did you put
1: this podcast on your shared google calendar so she knows we're talking about it i
0: should do that um i don't really like i know she liked this song and i know she liked everything sucks but i don't think that i don't know i don't know what i was listening to back then
2: all these chances you've had to get into the descendants i know (laughs) you piss them away Uh uh-huh um
1: yeah so i don't know i think that Some of the songs maybe you wouldn't listen to without having that nostalgic tie to them. but
0: Well, the all songs were like, to me, they were like rock songs. And we just talked about power power pop versus punk pop. I I think the line becomes kind of blurred.
1: Um, Notice how Pat doesn't get corrected? Only me.
0: I'm sorry. Well, I'm the one that corrected you, so I made the mistake. You're the one? (laughs) Yeah. I'm the one. (laughs) So basically in the documentary, there becomes a point where... They focus on how lead singers kind of came and go. So we played Dave Smalley. That song, Just Perfect. I love that song. So Scott Reynolds. Yeah. He was the next one.
1: He was the guy who was homeless. They just pulled Mm -hmm. him off the street. He was practicing with a band that practiced next door or something.
0: Yeah, basically that. And he had nowhere to sleep. Yeah. He had nowhere to sleep. And kind of like the theme with uh, Scott Reynolds and Chad Price was, we talked about this, was that they were just naturally gifted, talented singers. Right. Didn't I, need
1: a lot of training.
0: Nope. So, do you know the song She's My Ex? Yes. That's the track that I picked that I... I heard this song I think six months ago for the first time.
1: I had never heard it until the doc, but they do I, play it almost in full
0: in the documentary. I think I just decided to read about the Descendants and then I learned... This might have been two years ago where I was like, oh, they became all. And then I read the story about how that guy was homeless and then I think I read... Something about this song, but like, I'm gonna play it now.
2: So, it's kind of been a back and forth between me and Emily at this point. What do you <laughs> yes. think this track's got? This one, I don't know. This isn't super for me. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I loved how they... I can
1: they hear w- replacements in this, too.
0: But is there a connection? We don't even know. We don't
1: know, but you can definitely hear it. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I, Ale-
1: Alex Chilton, it's very similar. I
0: know. It's crazy. And listening to how... Scott Reynolds talked about how phrasing was so important to the Descendants. I'm sorry, all, and working with they they spent hours on this track, and then it was like, all right, let's double it. Days. Date. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. But what makes this track stand out from other punk pop songs is that like everything he sings is like a note to me. It's a super important part of the song. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to. I wish I heard this when I was
2: a kid.
1: Same. And why didn't it get huge?
2: Or I at think least it's because like it's
1: some level of <laughs> recognition. Yeah. Why
2: wasn't it on? Yeah. Just around.
1: I think they tried to make music videos based on the footage from the dock.
2: Yeah. Well, this kid but... had
0: some stage presence. Shirtless, short shorts.
1: Right. Well, they all had
0: short shorts on, but like he. I just thought He had a lot of charisma I was really drawn to him Yeah Even in current day I mean He's a barback now He's got a little dog
1: Yeah That uh, was another thing I liked Is that All these guys who Like quit the band For whatever reason They came back
0: It's funny that and they all it doesn't all matter
1: how Like successful or unsuccessful no. Quote unsuccessful Whatever that means to people They are They're still okay to talk about it He's like that's He's like I quit the band And I, It was the worst decision of my life And that's why I'm a barback <laughs> Yeah. But he's still talking yeah. about it. You know, not everyone would.
2: But they all do had that. that same attitude. Yeah, that was, was weird surprising. too. Yeah, I'm going to light all my
0: stuff on fire.
1: Yeah, well, and he the, never. No one. He, he died. No one knows what's going on yeah, with
0: Frank. Yeah, I mean, but all the. Everything was very wholesome and very much yeah. stuff you could, like, I don't know if relate to is the right word, but, like, in the moment, they were frustrated and they somehow all were very open about their feelings. Yeah and it's it says a lot about bill who seemed like the world's most lovable control freak that he <laughs> let them all back i mean they do reunion stuff nowadays
3: yeah pre-COVID. like
0: scott
1: the singer we were just listening to has goes to the descendant shows and gets to watch from backstage
0: yeah i mean killer voice so much better than Milo. I'm sorry. It's different, but it's, it's different. also a lot better. <laughs> so
1: he was the one who, in all, they started playing some descendant songs live and with Scott. Like, and people got really mad.
2: Yeah. You aren't Milo. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You aren't Milo. <laughs> it's tough. Because <laughs> yeah. um, he wasn't trying to be Milo. He no. was trying to play some songs. Can
0: I tell you that the way they got the band name All was... I love that story. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Yeah. So... Bill Stevenson was out with his cousin, and they're fishing. And they're on this, like, 16-foot boat, which me as a boater, like, to me that immediately. Move, keep it moving. Okay, so, <laughs> so the boat is filled to the brim with fish. And per Bill Stevenson, there's that much space left. And they're like, how much more can we get? And the cousin was like, oh! Like, that's so, I thought
2: that was very, <laughs> I guess, cute? Like, yeah. That would, turned into his ethos. It just I shows know. the way Bill's mind works. It's it I really
0: thought that Bill is a genius. I, he really is a genius. And Carl is a genius and Stefan or Stefan is a genius. Um I I did you go on any like a descendants listening binge or
2: I gave everything sucks a spin, but I didn't have as much time. I did everything this week. All. All <laughs> and,
0: and I love how they did the songs all and they have like Milo's saying it. like Yeah.
2: It's, there's no animosity. This was, No,
1: that's what I loved about it.
2: Yeah. I, it, well, I, I wonder if that's because of the part we haven't gotten to yet, which is oh. where Bill almost dies twice in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Could so, be. And so everyone... Because you say that he was the most lovable control freak, but they had clips of other stuff where Bill was kind of freaking out on people. Why the fuck are you filming me? And kind yeah. of stuff like that. So I don't know how much was being sick all the post no 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 oh. all all the post uh <laughs> the, the post surgery uh, the post health scare stuff mm-hmm. that's when he is a changed person Every, so okay, beforehand that's a good point. i think he was not he was angrier but i don't mean like hateful he was just i don't think he was I able he to was, control himself the same way yeah, and I, he was more of a control freak asshole and so now he just gives a much happier he understands a lot more in yeah. his current
0: well so bill stevenson started uh the studio in Fort Collins, the blasting room. I think it was only like 15 years ago. But to me, that seems like it's 30 years ago because a lot of the music I listen to now, like Propagandi, they all record there and it's known for being, excuse me, super, super professional mm-hmm. and they're able to get things done very quickly. So, that strikes me as kind of like, okay, Bill is like a taskmaster, but, you know, he's, he's talented. And, yep. uh so the movie kind of – the doc takes like this turn where they talk about Bill is, you know, he's married with kids. Yeah, they all
1: he, kind of got married and stopped touring and – They're all
0: fine. Isn't it crazy that like – I just think it's weird that they're all very healthy. Yeah. Very well, happy.
1: But Bill started to deteriorate yeah. and no one knew what was wrong with him. He was depressed.
2: Well, his father died and father he died. had a complicated relationship with his father. So I think everyone probably attributed it to that yeah. and he just didn't know how to come out of it. But then it turns out.
1: He well, put on a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He was like 400 pounds or something. I think
2: it's at 365. Now, can yeah. I tell
0: a quick little tale? Sure. Are you a fan of the Lemonheads? Yeah. So uh, I don't
1: know them that well, but I do like them.
0: I I would have said it was two years ago but uh, Evan Dando did a new Lemonheads record and the backing band was Bill Stevenson and Carl Alvarez oh okay so it wasn't all Evan Dando songs either there was a track written by Bill Stevenson and they played it in the doc but they never explained it this this song like struck me when I first heard it in 2006 it's called Steve's Boy and it's about Bill Stevenson's dad and he wrote it um I'm going to play a little bit of it, but it's only for you to listen to the lyrics, and I'll cut it off, but I heard this song, and I was like, oh, whatever, but I, I love this song, but hearing it again in the dock knowing that Bill Stevenson wrote it about his dad, was like, it blew my mind, so let me play it real quick. <laughs>
3: Hello, it's me, your son again I'll live myself in Back to save your life Back to ruin your day I can't make you well I can't make you happy, But I'm not leaving here without you See, boy won't let you die Alone in the desert with fear in your eyes Go away Stop trying to push me out I'll never say when You never showed me how You can't break me You can't make me go away I'm not gonna go away
0: So not to like Get super depressing But they talked to Bill About how he His dad was Kind of a jerk mm-hmm. And he you know, his mother had died or left the family.
2: She was an alcoholic, and she made
0: them broke. Yeah, and so his
1: dad had to work two jobs,
0: mm-hmm. and he was tough. And yeah.
1: well, and he was fifty when he was born.
0: That that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: I mean, how old are you? I'm thirty eight. And how many kids do you have? Two point and five. And a half. <laughs> but perfect American family. <laughs> You're on a fence, so. But like, so. Yeah, no, I can't
0: imagine having a kid at fucking 50. And my, then ugh. your son, like, that track explains. They said it in the doc. It was like, yeah, I had to take care of my dad, and it sucked, and he hated me every second of the day. Yeah. That song lays out everything that he was feeling. Yeah. like, I mean, that song had always kind of, like, struck me, because it's musically it's awesome. But when I had heard him talking about that, I was like, wait a minute, I heard the song in the dock, and I was like, is that, did Bill Stevenson write that? And then I looked up, I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's a sad song. I could tell when you were listening to it, you were like, oh my God. I mean.
1: Yeah. Well, so, to go back to what we were talking about a little bit before, so Bill Stevenson gets super sick. Nobody knows what's wrong with him. Mm -hmm. As Scott said, people probably attributed it to his dad's dying in their fractured relationship. Yeah. But it turns out he had a pulmonary clot.
2: Yeah. Something crazy. It was a foot long? Yeah. Foot and a half?
1: The doctor they interviewed, which was a very funny side story. (laughs) That that was
0: the doctor for the brain thing. He did both. Oh, did he? Yeah. That was probably... He did both
1: because they found the brain thing after, but he said he's on these blood thinners for this clot, and we can't do surgery when someone's on blood
0: thinners. Oh, you're you're right. I'm sorry. The doctor, but the doctor a was a nerd. huge Black Flag fan. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it if they didn't show the picture. I'm sorry, <laughs> this doctor was the biggest. And then they nerd. showed him
1: in the crowd
0: at at shows. I, I was at that point when I was watching the doc. I'm like, this is the best musical documentary I've ever seen <laughs> because it it was like a fairy tale in a way.
1: Yeah. Well, I imagine mean, being that doctor and like you don't it's believe another it. patient, and turns out he's your well, idol your musical you also idol. you
0: know who bill stevenson is you know you love black flag didn't say if you liked the descendants or anything no, but he, he did. was like he did. but it was like he loved black flag <laughs> yeah. and i tried to listen to black flag it is not for me i'm sorry no. i cannot it's, do it it's hard it's tough yeah i mean the the musical stylings of the descendants and all are so far removed from black flag so and,
1: this doctor saved bill's life he removed this Tumor that was what the size of a golf ball it was or tennis. something,
0: yeah. tennis yeah. ball, and he probably ball. did a better job because he liked his bands.
1: Well, think about the pressure operating on, like, well, yeah, there's
0: a fucking tennis ball in your skull. <laughs> I know, I was gonna say that damn good joke. Um, but oh, it was just at this point, I'm like kind of tearing up in the dock
2: because yeah. this was like <laughs> there's the 20 no... minutes that my wife watched with it, me. She was like, What are you watching?
0: <laughs> like, shut did up, did you get invested? No, oh. but there's no villains in this thing, no, um. So we help. do you think we've done a good job talking about the doc?
1: I think so. I don't know.
0: All right. Let me play So we they did Scott Reynolds was the singer, and then they went to Chad Price, I think his name was.
1: Man a few words.
0: Man and it was great. Doc. And I love how they set that up. And the second yeah. the second And he go definitely around, didn't want to talk. <laughs> so he's in a band called Drag the River, who I've seen live. Are they good? They're like a. Kind of like a Lucero country, like kind of grungy country band. They are good. You would like they're like a bar band. Okay. So Luce, I, you mentioning Lucero, like everybody knows yeah, who Lucero no who is. is. Well, I mean they're like a they're a bar band. You, if you saw them out, you'd be like, this is cool. And how many times have you seen them? Dragged over once. No. Lucero, Lucero six. Yeah. So I'm gonna play a <laughs> uh, a Chad song called "I'll Get There." I love the voice, but it's also very similar to Scott Reynolds. Yeah. But...
1: A little bit more polished, in a way.
0: Just hearing them, like, wax poetic about how great they thought their singers were, I thought it was, like, kind of adorable. It was. They're like, yeah, we found this other guy, and he was <laughs> they, awesome.
2: They all loved each other. Nobody d-
0: disliked anybody. The only bad stuff, they were saying how Bill was kind of, a, kind of like, strict... <laughs>
1: Yeah, perfectionist. But so he- this song came out in 1998, ten years after "She's My Ex." It's, cr- it's wild.
2: Yeah, and this so, is cr- and so. This is after "Everything Sucks" too. Yeah, so that was 96. Yep. So they just go back and forth making music whenever Milo shows up, and then yeah, then all takes over. I think it, it was
1: Dave Grohl who said this album was basically like the sister to "Everything Sucks." It was just not Milo.
0: <laughs> I feel like I dig the All songs more. But I understand why the Descendants tracks are very like the foundation of like the genre. Yeah. But like I, I like the all tracks. I I am just so mad at myself that I never listened to these. For some reason, I just ignore them. They were on the they were on the Punkoramas, They were on the mm-hmm. comps, and I Listen said, "Just
2: you, it was everybody." Yeah, it was
0: everybody. <laughs> I I, I well, mean, well, you
1: know what? Actually, here is what you should do. Fat Mike on the dock said there is absolutely. No way that there's one person on this earth who will say they like all better than the Descendants. Hmm. Maybe you're that one person that you need to reach out to Fat Mike and prove him wrong.
2: I like Emily's Fat Mike
0: animosity. I I like it because me and Scott begrudgingly like him. We have
2: no choice. I think we've been backed into a corner. Makes me sad we're not going to be able to do the Fat Wreck documentary that's also on Amazon. (laughs) It's not bad. How about the F Word documentary? I've watched it. it. Is it good? It's fine. The other F Word. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay, but it's not. It's uh, aging punkers. Like y- you don't need to see it. Yeah. So where is the? It,
1: speaking of that, these guys all aged very well. They did. <laughs> I don't the know, Bill almost
0: they, died twice, it and it he looks great. great. They <laughs> have all their teeth. They yeah. are. Uh, their skin looks great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. They even look healthy. Th- even when they interviewed the people that had left the band, like they looked fine. <laughs> yeah, it no. was.
1: They don't have that aging punk Well, that's how
0: me and you look. look, though, to be honest. We look pretty good for our age. Yeah, you guys weren't
1: like touring the country every three, night eating like yeah. gas station burritos and drinking 13 cups of coffee. Well, okay. Smoking yeah. cigarettes. and
0: ah,
2: well, we'll see. <laughs> American spirits for life. <laughs> All
0: right. So we're at the hour and six mark. I think we need to play some of our favorite pop punk songs. Okay. And then... We'll see where we're at and then if we can talk Kerplunk, we can we can wrap Green but, Day into it, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go first. Go ahead. So hopefully where we're at now is that we've really the listeners, I hope you're loving what we're doing because this is like we're
1: <laughs> if not, Pat's gonna keep walking us through the entire
3: <laughs> <setup>. <laughs>
0: All right. Let me I'm gonna play a track right now. Um this is an MXPX song. It's called Move to Bremerton.
3: special
2: So MXPX is you've always been a big MXPX I have guy.
0: Been, because Catholic school, these are a Christian this is a Christian band.
1: Really? I didn't yeah. know that.
0: They were on Tooth and Nail, which is a Christian record label. And I'll tell you what, my brain does not work this way, but like somebody when I was in high school, I heard this band, I was in Catholic school, and someone said, This is a Christian band, and then I heard it and I'm like, they're really good. I
2: must love Christian punk
0: music. Or I, I, I must have said like This is like acceptable, but I don't know if that's how my brain works.
2: Your brain didn't work that good back then. It did. My brain don't work so good. (laughs) Uh, No, MXPX is good. They have a lot of really good songs. I mean,
0: I think they're great. I I think that they stink now. But
1: (laughs) this song, I would have liked it had I heard it back then. But the MXPX I tried to listen to when I was sixteen, I didn't get into.
0: You were more of like an atheist, so you couldn't really pull it off. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) right, Never got confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) You pick a track.
1: Um, Okay, let's go with the first one.
0: All right. Uh, Always 10 feet tall, can't slow down, the first Saves the Day record. This is a pretty cool pick because we all think uh, through being cool, but you said no. We're going to do a bass and drum intro. We're talking about punk pop. Yeah. We're doing our green days, our blanks. Yep. Saves the Day is a lot cooler than all those bands. Until they got through being cool. Then they were done with it. Yeah. But when did you first hear Saves the Day? Because I'm willing to bet that I didn't hear about Saves the Day. I think I probably heard about them from you.
1: I'd be shocked if that were true. I think you were already listening to them when you and I met when we were 17. Um, I don't know, high school, I definitely heard about them. This album came out in 1998.
0: You weren't listening to them in the No, though, I probably yeah.
1: heard it in 2000, I'd say.
0: Hmm. But
1: I went with this album because this was the more pop punk. The other albums, I think, are more like...
0: Emo. Yeah, it's emo, like third indie. Emo. They get
1: more into like, like different musical Yeah, and then you get then. Stay
0: What You Are, which is just... That's like indie rock. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. I would love to get a person on that likes, saves the day, posts, Say What You Are. Yeah Do you know anyone like that? I don't Yeah Scott, do you? No,
2: I don't Okay
1: You never listen to Say It's a Day, right?
2: I didn't, no yeah. I never like the band I think that I like name. them <laughs> What if yeah, they you called like Ruin's for Day? To see, then I'm in What about
0: Fuck's the Day Up? Would you like that? <laughs> if a rap rock group called Fuck's the Day Up? <laughs> we should form that
2: group <laughs> Yeah
1: <laughs> Please don't
2: um, Scott, pick a track uh, Let's go with the much maligned Blink-182s Damn it now, before we play it Uh oh You couldn't have picked something a little more unique
0: or
1: No, this is a good pick <laughs> This okay. is the Because, I'll tell you why I was listening to this playlist And I was never a Blink-182 fan mm-hmm. I never really got into them, whatever I knew every single word to this song when it came on Alright It just pulled it out of my brain 20 years later <laughs>
2: Great track. There's other good Blink songs, but this really, I just think, encapsulates their pop-punk offering. Well, I'll play my favorite Blink track.
1: Do you know what soundtrack this is on?
0: Ooh, it's probably where I it first. Um, Can't Hardly Wait? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Look at you two. <laughs> you know how they got the name of that movie. Replacements. Yeah. That, that plot is that song.
1: Oh, okay I never really
0: he writes the letter
1: yeah
0: write you a letter
1: oh. okay. um,
0: alright guys I'll see you later <laughs> can I play two blink songs because there's two them that I added yeah Let's play whatever you're the man in charge well alright so uh, this is my favorite blink song of that era you know what we don't have to play it I'm gonna play a newer blink song how new So this is sort of like a pop punk song deconstructed. I said that off, mic. I'm repeating it. I
2: just love the intro. I'm sorry. It's okay. I really don't like this part. No. Really? Yeah.
1: Scott, uh, why did you go with "Damn It"? I think it's a classic. For the song. I know, but I'm asking Scott.
2: Yeah. No. I, like, I I just think that's uh, it was their, the first song I ever heard by them, I think. Yeah. And Carousel probably would have fit there too, but. As far as a great pop punk song, I just think, damn, it hits all the the teenage boy ethos, the catchy music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all the notes.
1: Were you a big Blink fan?
2: Uh, and when Enem of the State came out, I was pretty pretty into it, but it kind of stopped there within a year or two. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket,
0: but... I never even bought that. I did buy it.
1: I never got the name until you just said it out loud.
0: I never got the name until five years ago. Am I even kidding? Okay. really? No, I never understood it. Huh. Do you understand now? Yeah,
1: now that you said it out loud, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. I've just seen it.
0: Yeah, it's taboo. It's it's <laughs> taboo. Uh, take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> that uh, did you know
2: the name until I said it? No. Oh, okay. Well,
1: well I, yeah, I think I've seen it written, but I've never like.
2: I guess Give enema, enema of the state was less subtle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like a <laughs> riddle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to pick a song real quick?
1: Um, sure. Take your time.
0: <laughs> we're, in a, we're making good time right now. so. All
1: right. So I talked about the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I felt like this was a little controversial because it was 1977. Sheena is a punk rocker. All right. I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, is this purely just punk rock? But no, I think it's more pop punk than anything
0: else on this list. Let the listeners decide
3: the no.
0: think the beach boys influence is like so prevalent on this song yeah i think it's cool i mean i love the beach boys
1: me too but yeah so, this is definitely a pop song
2: it is it's yeah. very
1: accessible which a lot of punk music is not that accessible
0: i wouldn't you know the early descendant stuff is not entirely accessible no no
2: no, no. right <laughs> this is downright pleasant
1: yeah But is it punk music still?
2: Absolutely. I
1: mean, the Ramones are the quintessential punk band, right?
2: Yes.
0: I can't take that away from them. (laughs) (laughs) If you try and do it, let's see what happens. Coming after me. (laughs) Pitchforks. I mean, Pitchfork Media? Yeah. (laughs) I would say that, you know, out of all the stuff we've listened to Mm -hmm. over the course of almost a year, is that the Ramones and the Descendants are two bands that I think are my biggest blind spot. Okay. That I think they could have changed the trajectory of my entire life.
1: Still really sad that you don't feel that way about the Velvet Underground, but that's okay. You've I have moved don't on. Get over it. We've moved on.
0: I mean, I don't think that I'm smart enough to really dig the Velvet Underground.
1: Smarts have nothing to do with it.
0: It's needles. <laughs> um, all right, so we're making good time. We're at about an hour 15. So. Okay. Why don't we do one more speed round and pick a song, and then we'll do a kaplunk, and then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. All right, I will pick a track. Um, this is a Milo song for the Descendants. This is a track that I've liked for a while. Uh, I'd heard this before I had seen the doc, but this is just such a fucking good song. I know a place up in the- what do you think of the song? I like it. Powerpuff?
1: Yeah. Right? Don't you think?
0: I, I think that there were a couple cool parts in the doc where they were talking about...
1: Did you say the name of the song? For
3: the it's list? called
0: Good Good Things. Yeah. There's a cool part in the doc where they, Bill Stevens was like, I wanted the power of the black flag guitars into the Descendants. Yeah. I think this
2: has to be it. Scott... You look like you're looking off in the distance. Just thinking, just listening. That's a good song.
1: I like the song a lot.
0: I think that if I'm gonna uh, I throw a scenario out, okay. me and Scott, we're in high school. Yeah, we're showing up early. We got our ties on. <laughs> we both have short-sleeve shirts on mm-hmm. with collars. In a vest. In a vest. Coil and Cassidy. Yep. I say, rest dude, in you get rest in peace. Well, if you go to fucking, uh, it's an, is it. Conley now, so it's Conley now. I don't even know. They might be fully dissolved. No, it's, it, they, all the kids are going to Conley now. That's
2: tough. Imagine being Tony Luciano. I, I texted my mom, <laughs> and I go, I went to the same high school as Tony, and she was pissed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Refunds.
0: If I said to Scott in high school, w- when we're killing time, sophomore year, we got to listen to the sentence, I think you would have given it a chance. Probably. And we would have probably like, bonded over it, because, well... Here's a quick little story.
1: I can see that happening for you two. It's too bad.
0: So we, we made it out, all right. We did. So <laughs> our our favorite band, probably our well, I guess one of our favorite bands together is the band Tree. We talk about them every <laughs> other podcast. Episode. Have you heard of them, Emily? <laughs> They're playing a reunion show in is it October? Yeah. So it's with Sam Black Church, a band that I I like. I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Local Boston hardcore. Mm-hmm and stomp box stomp box only living witness it's basically sounds like, like a nightmare <laughs> so they're doing a reunion show so friday morning i kind of forgot about it. did you remember or did i no, I meant you? to
2: set an alarm and i forgot uh, so they
0: were doing a, re- a reunion show featuring tree sand black church um we were like all right do you want to go we never really talked about it but we kind of like we like
2: i Well, the show's at the Paradise, and last week they had announced a show that sold out within a minute or two. Mm -hmm. Which, again, it's Sam Black Church headlining. It's not a huge band, but Boston people love their hardcore. So this had sold out during the pre-sale within a few minutes. Wow. And then they added a second show as a benefit show for somebody who's sick that they all know. It's all a benefit show. Both of them?
0: Yeah. Okay. But the second show is the one that has Tree. Yeah. So, like, we jumped... At 10 o'clock. I had been on the road all Friday morning, and I just it just like I saw on Facebook, like, oh, the pre sale is going on. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I get in the queue, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I actually get in, <sighs> add it to my cart. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I got the ticket. It's like 10 minutes. And then I email Scott, and I'm like, do you get a ticket?
2: I only get one. Why like, didn't you get two? I couldn't get two, I can only get oh. one. And so I couldn't get... So there were $50 tickets and $100 tickets. And so Pat, must have, you had a 50? I got the 60. It's 50. Yeah, 61. 50 before the fees. And by the time I got in there, I only had the $100 tickets available. Oh. I'm like, come on. let's. Tree's only going to play three songs.
0: They're going to play Question Abuse,
2: Paper, and I don't know. It's probably a rotation of three or four other songs. but And we Pat likes Sam Black more than me. I, they're fine i don't i think scott would have a good time at the show but i'm not spending a hundred dollars for it so we just kind of
0: mutually agreed that we're not going
1: so what did you do with your ticket
0: didn't buy it oh
2: okay. yeah left it in the cart. growing up
1: so well, i guess this is growing I guess up this is growing up <laughs> october was the show
2: it's october first and second yeah think.
1: when is baby number three due
2: november okay Are you so trying to pitch this as a last hurrah for me
1: no i was confu- i thought it was october so i was like it's cutting it a little close
2: no the well, uh when my youngest was born darren we, we me and pat went to go see chance the rapper the week before marie was due and that worked out well
1: yeah <laughs> that was your last hurrah
2: that was my last hurrah it was a, then. It was
0: a i mean Say We Want About Chance, I mean, he. I think he stinks now, but that was <laughs> one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. It was really good. As far as, like, just all the stuff they had for, like, Stage and uh, Francis With and the Francis Lights. Francis and the Lights That was really
2: good. So, uh, yeah, we didn't go see the... Uh, so why'd you bring all this up? What are we talking about?
1: He just had to talk about Tree. He's always going to talk about <laughs> Tree. Well,
0: I just thought it was... That's probably the first time me and you have like mutually agreed to back out of a show.
2: <laughs> yes. It doesn't w- happen much. Well, Scott- if you had told Pat me... Pat was
1: saying that you guys would have bonded over the descendants, and yet, instead, you bonded over Tree.
0: I what? have no regrets over bonding that. Blessing no regrets, in disguise. No remorse. <laughs> um, whose turn is it to
2: pick a pop punk song? Uh, Scott's. Let's go with uh, the Motion City soundtrack song. I like this pick.
1: I don't know this song.
3: So fed up with the common cold, but I just hate to say goodbye to all the men. Ma-
0: Dig this song, but Scott went very modern with this pick. What year is this?
1: 2005.
0: Okay, I'll give it to you.
1: It's got that little synthy Ozma like synth Ozma
2: Weezer ripoff off. Yeah. I hear not, what you're saying.
1: Not ripoff but they combined it.
2: I like Motion City soundtrack. That's quite a, a bit. I had no idea. Yeah, they. Uh, Did like, you
1: always from the jump, or was it something you went
3: back? No,
2: to? Uh, pretty. It was a while ago. Okay. Um, I always felt a little too old for them. You're, yeah, you are. <laughs> I am, but I like the writing, the the mix of uh, unnecessarily like intelligent lyrics—not intelligent, but like big words, kind of purple prose, purple yeah. stuff. purple prose. But with unnecessary cursing in it, <laughs> and like the song is about the common cold. Like, I don't know why. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and he- it, the other, my other choice was going to be "Let's Get Fucked Up and Die." Hmm. Which is another good tune. Okay. But, oh no, look at you. (laughs) um, Yeah, I like Motion City soundtrack.
1: I don't think I've ever heard one song by them. This is the first time. You're welcome. They're a pretty big band. Yeah. I don't
2: know. They have a dinosaur on one of their album covers. That's right upper alley. (laughs) Do you want to pick a track?
1: Sure. Let's go with Bad Reputation. Another older song. I think 1980. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts.
0: Do you think this has more in common with hardcore than pop punk?
1: I don't listen to any hardcore, so I am not the one to make that statement. This
0: riff is like, got some Black
2: Flag vibes to it.
1: It's got Ramones vibe, I think.
2: Yeah, it's not hardcore at all. More rock, a a little metal. Yeah.
1: But still poppy. The clapping and the... The guys singing in the mm-hmm. background make it that give it that pop element. Scott, your Motion City pick was the most recent song we have on this list, 2005.
2: Interesting. Yep. I so did, I think we did a pretty good job then. I think so. Even though you're skirting the rules and picking things before. No.
1: Before Descendants.
2: Before Descendants. Well, that's that right? all right. Yeah, it wasn't in, it like, was in. We
0: didn't write it down. It
2: was an unwritten law. Okay. You know what? I was going to open with an unwritten law song. But I looked, for, I looked for something, but I couldn't find anything I really liked.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Did
2: you like that? That was pretty good. I did like that. <laughs> I
3: like the wink. It, It's you, don't get a wink you would never organically very often. No,
0: but like they are pop punk, and they're very disposable. They're not especially good. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I listened to like three or four <laughs> songs. And I'm like, eh. They're not very good. Like Phoenix TX. Do you remember them? Yeah, I looked them up today too. Uh, is, I went they're... through the whole Wikipedia list. Was pretty fun, but.
1: Well, Pat had said, "Hey, throw together a list of your favorite pop punk songs." Yesterday, so this morning was, just, was it? Yesterday morning? morning
0: It was yesterday morning.
1: Well, you know, time is.
0: This is under a law. We'll play this in the background, but I felt like this would be, for like this genre. You can get that together quickly. Oh yeah, like time is not. You know. Once I, I
1: started thinking about it, it was easy.
0: I immediately i go for like long walks before i do the podcast
1: do you You're yeah i do
0: i walked to restoration coffee and then went to cvs today i was just kind of like what am i going to talk about what are my points mm-hmm. and i was just like i, I get five pop punk songs
1: yeah and then you added 10
0: did i well <laughs> i get to send the songs on there that i want to remember yeah no i know now this is unwritten law this song not bad uh, we can, I think we have to postpone Kerplunk
1: No let's uh, I mean what more can we say That we haven't already really said About pop punk in general
2: Do you have detailed notes On the plunk? Kerplunk I just have
1: You put 2000 Light Years Away and On Christy this Christy Drive
0: playlist. That's Alright let's Let's do a quick Kerplunk Let's Kerplunk That, that wasn't good <laughs> Okay so um, Green Day You ever heard of him? Hardly it's their it's their uh, record before they signed to, I guess it was Reprise. I don't know. But um, have you, I, I guess like when we put a record like this on, it's more about when did you first hear this? Because we all heard Dookie. Mm-hmm. But were you guys into Kerplunk before Dookie? No, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Imagine, like, yeah, yeah I, was, like, old. I was like pissed. I was pissed
2: off. <laughs> I couldn't wait to pick up. Um,
1: I wasn't, no. I heard Dookie, and I think my brother bought Kerplunk after hearing dookie and he and i listened to it and i probably stole it from his room and listened to it that sort of thing
0: i i think everybody that listens to this podcast or most people i know has like a green day story i have mine about skateboarding yeah but like when i first heard green day i was i don't know why i was blown away but i first heard longview on like i saw it on MTV and then i heard basket case and then i would stay up all night to listen to see if ba- basket case would be on the radio mm-hmm like, trying
1: to record it to get absolutely. that girl's attention i wanted her
2: really bad <laughs> um scott what's your green day story i don't know if i have a specific one i i got the same history of it you know the yeah. songs just kept coming out and they were they just worked when we dookie were that is age just so,
1: every song it, is I know. so catchy yeah there's um, a crossover a song on this and dookie welcome to paradise uh-huh, does anyone know why it's on both
0: i don't know good tune and it's the exact same version like it's different it's a different recording but it still has that like slow part in the middle which I thought was pretty cool because in my like head I'm thinking that like they slowed it down for the record like the big major label debut but no it's the same exact version Um, so like was for me Green Day was the first CD I ever had in my possession along with Offspring Smash One of those records is not like the other. (laughs) Smash is really the same. Smash is really
2: good. It's just angrier. No, it's not good. It's really good. Did you
0: watch the Woodstock doc?
2: No. Have you watched it yet?
0: I'm not going to watch it. No. Okay. It's it's not very good. But Dexter Holland is very
2: fat, and he's in it. Yeah, I'm always up for a a new fat guy. (laughs) Why aren't you going to watch it?
1: I had. Isn't it like corn and all the stuff that you. Scott, you had me watch on YouTube on the <laughs> deck with Dan that night. But I, this I is I a documentary about enough.
0: how they fucked it all up. And honestly, like, the entire... You can't place blame on the artist for what happened. A- unless Kid, Kid Rock does not get out unscathed. But okay. Fred Durst, Jonathan Davis, who, you know... I they, I read
2: that they tried to blame the artists in the documentary. They though. did,
0: but it's not fair. I, okay. I don't know. Like, I mean, blame... The people that promoted the show Right If you ever want to watch it We'll talk about it But let's move on Okay Kerplunk I'm So pl-
1: you talked about The first CDs you had And how Green Day and Offspring You think are Completely different Absolutely The first CDs I had Were Oasis What's the story Morning Glory uh, Weezer The blue album Okay And Mariah Carey Fantasy
0: I think are that, very different God that's a weird Venn diagram
1: <laughs> Yeah Anyway, you can get back to Kerplunk now.
0: No, I'm just
2: let's like, dive in on Emily's twelve-year-old <laughs> psyche. Blue album's a good first album.
1: Yeah, I think that was another one that like my brother had, and I wanted my own. Yeah, coffee, but it's no so.
2: fantasy.
0: <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. I think you talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. To me, it, like Blue Album, I just I did not like the song Buddy Holly at all. When I was a kid, I hated it. Did you like it?
2: Yeah, I think so. It's
1: so catchy.
0: But I like Sweater Song. Okay. And that came out first and then it immediately went to Buddy Holly. Yeah. So that I never wanted the blue album. Hmm. I never owned it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, think, thinking about this. Kerplunk.
2: Um had you guys ever listened to this before? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I'm pretty sure I, I think I bought this later on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's a very good album.
1: Scott, you listen to this often still.
2: Uh, right. Yeah, once or twice a year. probably How do you know that already? Because <laughs> we talked about oh, it last okay.
1: week. You don't remember the ends of the nights very well.
2: Um, I don't think I was included on that. <laughs> you were. <laughs> well. Well. I, what about you? What's your Kerplunkin story? I'm trying to think about it.
0: Is that like I know I had the album, but I don't think I ever listened to it. No,
2: there's a lot of good tracks on here. I, I know.
0: So
1: I, was this the first time you've heard Copland? No, for this I, I
0: knew all these tracks, but I was like, I think that I just kind of bought it before Insomniac came out, which was yeah the third record, and Insomniac is a really good record. Mm. Um, but I think that we talking about like the Descendants and all. It's like I think the production maybe like kind of st- steered me away from it, or it didn't like resonate Kaplunk? with. Yeah, it's. Kind of doesn't sound There's great A lot of holes in your story here You're just making shit up Yeah No, I, I I just I remember having the record But like I didn't really
2: I don't know I really liked Dookie
1: Yeah, Dookie Well, Dookie was like Flawless Yeah It really
2: was And it was everywhere
1: Yeah mm-hmm. And it, the sound Like all these songs Are very similar They sound pretty similar Except for Dominated Love Sleep
2: <laughs> I don't like that track
0: Yeah, we, we don't have like, to address it Christy Christy <laughs> Drott Christy Rhodes, sorry
3: Watching the cars go
2: Can I just say I was uh, playing a board game With my kids today And sure. I just had this album on In the background And the only track That piqued my son's attention Was Dominated Love Slave Of yeah, course it's, it's a novelty track yeah. But he was like This sounds like it's sung by Mater Which is uh, from the Cars <laughs> Oh movie. my god Is that Larry the Cable Guy I was gonna say Exactly So that's the uh, quality <laughs> level On that one He wasn't too attentive To the lyrics I don't think Let's hope not do you remember what the reverse side of this record was? No. The 2012 happy hour or something? No,
0: it was like the picture is the girl with a gun and the, oh. the, the back was the boyfriend dead. Oh, So it was like okay. very controversial at the time. I, I wish I could remember so, like... do you
1: still feel the same way about Kerplunk?
0: No, I, I think it's really great. Okay, I, I was going to say
1: because you texted us the other night saying Kerplunk is a great record. I loved it. Okay.
0: I think I like it better than Dookie
1: yeah I think I went through a phase where I liked it better than Dookie when I was younger and trying to sound cool
0: but I don't think it I think think it's just better (laughs) 2000 Light Years Away is it's a great song I'm gonna play it I'm gonna let it play for a little bit What's the track that you thought reminded you of Longview?
1: I I can't remember. I think it might be, eighty.
0: Could try it.
1: And I hope it's Longview. I could be mixing everything up.
0: No, I, I don't think it's this.
1: There's like, the way the lyrics come in. I've started to want to sing. Oh. oh no Anyway I don't know
0: Well I think we did it I think that we've Solved pop punk Congratulations I think we actually Went in pretty deep Well
1: We did In our own views We I still can't really Define it
0: We didn't really Take the I can't long either view. I mean yeah. <laughs> If you're a listener And you want to add Anything to pop punk And you have any Suggestions
1: so we have some other songs on our playlist that we didn't mention, like Ruby Soho. We don't have to play them all. Well, um, I, Scott had an AFI song on there.
2: I had... Uh, uh,
1: the Days of the Phoenix.
2: I, that's not pop punk, by the way. That's hardcore. Is it? I wasn't sure. but I think so. Is there shittier stuff pop punk? Disconnected yeah, I don't know.
1: face-to-face. That was.
0: We'll end it with that.
1: No, let's end it with thank you by the descendants.
0: Okay. Uh disconnected by face to face is my favorite song ever. So We
1: can play it and talk about it for a minute if you want.
0: Well, we we don't have to. We've played okay. it before, I think. We have. Um Trevor Keith was in the documentary and they caught him outside of his show and I don't know, it's kind of cool to hear like musicians that i think are cool talking about a band that i don't really know much about because it's like all right i that's the same as like when you would buy a cd and they would thank bands and i would be like i'm gonna listen to them so um well thank you everyone for listening Mm -hmm. i think we've done it i think we've reinvented the podcast uh what track did you want to play
1: thank you thank you number 23 on our playlist.
0: Oh, this is you missed he missed it. <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll be back 80. in a few weeks. I think we got to take a two week break. I'm traveling. Okay. Thank you for listening. Good
1: night.
2: Good night. See you later. Bye.